y'all doing today this is soul therapy podcast with childhood trauma we're here with me queen misha and sequita scorpio son how are y'all doing today ladies doing amazing doing amazing sister sequita can you hear us can you hear us love oh no here here go the internet asking the fool again i know they don't want to get this inspiration but it's all right let's talk to the sister All right, while we get this together, uh, you know, today, every Saturday rising at 9 a.m., we are talking about childhood traumas, okay? We are trying to heal. We are putting out our information. We are putting out our souls, our hearts, so we can all, you, you know what I'm saying, stick together and, you know what I'm saying, come up with these solutions. So, yes, we are having some technical difficulties with our sister Scorpio son, but Queen Misha, go on and introduce yourself, and uh, we're going to get this right. All right, well, while sister gets her coming together, my name is Queen Misha, and I own Misa and Selling Love down here in Lexington, Kentucky. And basically what I do is energy work, energy alchemy work. Um, I help with transmuting both energy within the body and aura, um, transmuting it into a higher frequency, allowing it to flow and be on the path that you're supposed to, not being held down, weighed down by garbage, trauma, things you experience in the daily life. Sister, can you hear us? All right, Scorpio sign, you you here with us late, Miss? I hear you. Ah, there she goes. All right, all right. All right, well, introduce yourself. So, you know, so the folks out there in the world can know who you are. I am Tequita. Um, I go by Scorpio Sun on my YouTube page. Um, but <laughs> I do uh, tarot readings and I'm here to all right we're having some difficulties hearing you love but that's all right we're gonna work it out we're gonna work it out and of course you guys know who i am i am plump queen i okay i am the creator of amspiration ttv amspire media llc and coming up in april amspire media network all right i'm just me i'm gonna keep it real I, I, i'm a sister 
You know what I'm saying? I, I'm doing this media thing and I'm just using my life as an amputee, as a black woman, you know, to help others. So everyone can have a fulfilling life. We are all here for a purpose. We are not just here to work and die, pay bills and die, suffer and die. We are not here for that. We are here, you know what I'm saying, to truly fulfill our purposes and thrive. So that is what I do. I just use my life to inspire uh, the world. When I get an official title, I'll let y'all know about it. All right. Okay, so we're still working out these technical difficulties, but we're going to move on. Um, Today's episode, we were going to be talking about our personal ways that we have dealt with our childhood traumas. You know, our remedies, the things that we've coped with, that we've come up with. And um, I'm going to let Miss Misha start off, and hopefully by the time we get it together, her cat is in the background, want to be a part of the situation. Listen, I was going to say, I apologize. She's so small. No, no, that's all right. She, she is the most vocal cat. The, literally, the first thing they said when I uh, got okay. her, they said, now this is the most vocal kitty we've ever had here, and she lives up to that, okay? She well, that's for you. We try uh, opening up the bow chakra. She making sure that you need to speak, so I, I everything. That right. is my familiar, most certainly. Uh, so for so, me, yes, talk about you. Uh, well, I guess uh, subconsciously, I always wanted to um, kind of work through things that I went through or um, experiences that I went through. And so I found myself a lot of times um, looking back at situations, not from a victim standpoint, but from a learning standpoint. Um, and trying to keep the victim mentality out of situations and traumas that I experienced, but looking at it, looking at it as an obstacle with a lesson that I was to obtain. Um, so that helped me a lot when it came to exotica. You don't have to comment. Come on. Okay, she gonna join us. She got it. Um, but that helped me a lot when it came to. Um, me being able to look at the, you know, look at my traumas and events um, from both sides of the story, from my side and from the of the person who may have wronged me, um, and being able to get a clear understanding of what could have made them that way, and so um, that was one of the main things that's helped me. That is one of the main things that's helped me with my journey is always being able to put myself in the other person's shoes, um, no matter what the um, no matter what offense was taken towards me, not seeing it as the offense, but seeing it as a soul who's damaged and either um, here to teach me something or you know to learn something for themselves. Um, also, binaural beats, which is um, sound healing and sound frequency. Um, I found that YouTube has quite a few um, childhood trauma, inner childhood trauma meditation videos that you can watch when you um, go to bed and just put, put your headphones in. And basically, um, those were really good when it came to the meditations, allowed you to go back into time with your childhood self, with your child self, and basically be that adult, that comfort and spirit, um, and that love that you as a child needed in that time of fear or um, trauma. Uh, so there's quite a few, there's maybe four main, um, there's maybe four of those YouTube videos that's specifically for traveling back in time to your uh, childhood self and your uh, inner child and kind of comforting and healing that inner child being that parent that you needed or that, you know, that support that you needed. Yo. All right. 
Looks like the kitty is not taking over. That's I'm all right. Move on. We it's all right. We're gonna go to Scorpio Sun. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Um, for sharing that. Okay, so I wasn't here. What was the question? Uh, we're, we want to know, you know, how did you cope with, you know what I'm saying, your childhood traumas? What are some of your remedies on so, how to your situation? The things I've done, um, I've gone through like a roller coaster of things to do. Um, you know, a part of you kind of like suppress stuff to kind of like, you know, try to forget about it. But one thing is, it's just you're sweeping it under the rug and it just becomes a tower and you have to face the elephant in the room someday. So pretty much what I've done, I know I've been in church since I was, I can remember my grandma had me in church. So I know spiritually um, that's kind of where I went to. Um, to kind of help with a lot of stuff, just having faith that it's got to be better than this or life gets better. Um, this can't be it. Um, so just holding on to that faith um, is kind of pretty much like the base and the core of what helped me get through the things that I've gone through over my childhood. Um, and then, of course, my kids. My kids are definitely my motivation. Um, I ha got pregnant like right out of high school. So um that was like in the midst of me going through things so it kind of motivated me to kind of get myself together so in a way i kind of just like suppressed a lot of it to be honest because in my mind i had to go into mommy mode so i had to i went from a, being a child to being a mother so i had no time for myself to heal to kind of focus on what i need to do um and so I had to just go into mommy mode and just kind of, I had to adapt this like survivor mechanism, this survivor attitude. And that kind of is what kind of really got me through it. Um, Cause in the midst of that, even having children at that young age, I still was going through different things. Um, but like I said, as I got older and, you know, I started to kind of focus more on myself and I just prayed a lot. And um, like I said, I just turned to, to spirit and to God. And I just kept my faith strong in spite of what was going on around me. And then I would say within the last couple of years, maybe three, four years, is when I really started to kind of do the work on myself. Um, and I feel like a lot of it, the things that I thought that I may have gotten over, I learned that I just suppressed it and I just kind of kept moving. Um, and then it, it is true. They say time does heal wounds, but at the same time, you know, faith without works is dead. So yeah, time moves and time progresses, but you still have to do the work to kind of overcome um, those things or they'll just keep coming back up. So I feel like that's, pretty much the base and the core of how I overcame things. I did turn to tarot uh, a few years ago. I was like in a very like crazy space. Um, my heart was just like, uh, and I turned to tarot and that's another way. And that's how I learned my gifts and how I learned, you know, different things. And I realized that I was gifted and that's how I started using that to help others. So again like everything is shaped and molded for you to become who you are had i never gone through those experiences i would have never turned to tarot i would never realize i have a gift and i would never be in this position right now to help others so it's just you know it's just part of it all right yeah. well, 
that is pretty much the basis of it because yeah. that is the same with me. Um, losing my arm was the reason why I, you know, started my journey on even figuring out that I had, you know, childhood traumas. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't think that I did. I knew I came from, you know, a family that had a lot of things going on with them. But I always assumed because, you know, I was happy. I wasn't, you know, my mom wasn't like some of my aunts. You know what I'm saying? I always had food to eat. I always had clothes. I always had certain things. So I didn't really think at first that I had any childhood traumas. I thought I was chilling until actually my mom got with got married to her husband. And that's when all of at least my feelings of neglect and abandonment came from. And I didn't until I lost my arm actually start figuring that out and really touching on it because I figured I'm alive. I took this well. So, you know, I'm Gucci. But then when I started dealing with people, you know what I'm saying? And understanding the type of feelings that I was starting to have, the anger that was coming, you know what I'm saying? That I was developing, you know, over situations and people. And I had to I had to understand where that came from because I would go through these cycles of being extremely happy and then extremely sad, extremely happy, now extremely sad. Now I'm not bipolar, you know, by no means, but it's just like I can't hold on to happiness because I'm, you know, naturally happy, but it's just always just something, always around this person or having this conversation or talking about this specific thing just riles me up. And that's, you know, there, there's a reason for that. And those are the things that were stagnating me. You know what I'm saying? As far as my growth, you know, dealing, uh, you know, trying to figure out this platform and all of that, my fears, my, you know, what I'm scared of, you know, all those things stem from that. Like my biggest thing is to fail. That is still something that I work on. I like, you know, if I, when I know something, I have all the confidence in the world. I, you know what I'm saying? I sell you your own shoes off your feet. You know what I'm saying? Because I got the confidence to let you know that because I said it. When I don't know something or when I have lack of knowledge, you know, I get very insecure because I want to do it right. You know what I'm saying? I want to impress, you know, the people who care about me, who are proud of me, who've put energy into me. And I don't want to let them down. I'm really a lot of times worried about other people and how they, you know, what I'm saying how they perceive me in certain ways. And I've had to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? A lot. And it's like you said, I have to take accountability for my feelings on why I feel certain things. I had to forgive my mom, forgive my aunts, forgive whoever I felt, you know, did something to me. Uh, my biggest thing was understanding the why. That is the, the biggest key, you know what I'm saying, to me healing from the things that I've dealt with. Understanding why people do the things that they do, say the things that they say and feel the way that they feel. And understanding that most of the time it has nothing to do with you. You know, hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? So they treated me this way, not because of something wrong with me, not because yeah. I actually did something. It's because of how they're thinking about themselves, about their lives. And, you know, they're trying to transfer that on to me. So understanding that I don't tolerate it, you know what I'm saying? But I have a different response. Mm-hmm. I don't allow it to emotionally affect me and get me upset and off my game because that's not, that that doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. So doing that shadow work and just letting go. That yeah, is I the, think letting go. That's the main thing. And I think that there's a special power in realizing that when you have traumas, things are going to trigger you. And it's up to you to either trigger yourself and figure it out or allow environmental 
circumstances and people or relationships to trigger you. And when you are in control of when you're triggered or what triggers you, then, or when you don't know what triggers you and you just randomly are allowing people to trigger you through their self-reflections and projections, like it's a, a lot more sticky of a situation compared to recognizing, hey, I went through this, I should think about it. I should think about how it made me feel I should think about, um, you know, how it's affected my life right now and how I can get past it. Like, that's something else that I've done a lot of is like, I, it's kind of like crazy in my head to think about it. Like, it's kind of crazy, but it's not crazy to like intentionally kind of cause yourself that emotional stir up so that you can go ahead and get the work done, you know? And so that's been the biggest, that's been another big thing is triggering, making sure that I'm the one triggering myself when it comes to my traumas and stuff, you know. And if someone else does trigger me, making sure that I don't see it as them triggering me, but as just a trigger, you know, releasing that emotional attachment to the person or the situation and actually just seeing that there's work that needs to be done, you know. That's a fact. That is definitely a fact. Another thing um, I've also have done, like um, Scorpio Sun said, you know, getting into spirituality. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to knock, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's religion, but for me, spirituality was key for me. Understanding that there is a higher source, there is a source to everything, but also understanding that I'm a part of that source. I'm connected to that source, not necessarily the source is just hovering over me controlling me like a puppet. It's more so, you know, it's a connection. Like the source is the tree and I'm the branch kind of thing. So because I understand that, I have respect for spirit, but now I also take accountability. When you deal with spirituality, it takes away from the pointing the fingers and blaming other people. It takes away the blame game. You know what I'm saying? We always blame other people. Don't get me wrong. That's not to say that those people haven't done anything, said anything. You know what I mean? But what you got to understand is that it's not personal. That's not your problem. What people think, what people do, it's not your problem. And the victim mentality can only get you so far. It may work within the first, you know, year. It may work even within the first three years for you going through a situation. But keeping a long-term victim mentality never is the end result. You, you can't prosper. You can't yeah, you're the common denominator in all of those situations. For some reason, you keep attracting that type of energy, those type of situations, those type of people. It always starts from self. If you are an angry person, you are going to attract angry people. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you always got it on for somebody or ready for the disrespect, guess what? You're going to invite that disrespect. Because that's in the forefront of your mind. That's all you're thinking about. That's what you're setting up your life for. You know what I'm saying? So it's the choices that we make. You know what I'm saying? The people that we choose to be, you know, we choose to deal with and be with. A lot of the times we hurt ourselves because we're looking for something in someone else. We're expecting somebody to fix us. We're expecting somebody, well, if you love me this way or if you do this for me, then I will be better. Then I will heal. Don't work that way. Healing is a personal process. Other people can sprinkle, sprinkle a little this here and sprinkle, sprinkle that little over there, but you got to walk that. Them your shoes, it's your road and you have to walk it and you got to make those decisions. 
So no one controls your life but you. You choose how you react to certain things, how people talk to you. Don't get me wrong. I don't like being disrespected. That's one of my pet peeves because I'm a nice person. So when you try to come for me, that's a whole problem because I ain't the one to come for. It's not necessary. So if you're coming for me, problem. But I got to understand, though, you got you got to understand most people who try me is because they either are envious of my energy, you know what I'm saying, or they don't like the truth that I'm telling them. None of those things have anything to do with me. So I'm not going to get out of pocket. I'm not going to, you know, what I'm saying get into a negative space. I'm not going to allow anyone, you know, what I'm saying to control my emotions. And that's what we tend to do when you say that person hurt my feelings or you did this to me no. You are choosing to react to that person that way. You either identify what's being said. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, we don't like our mirror. Somebody say something that really hits home, and a hit dog a holler. Most of the time, that's how that goes. So instead of getting upset with the other person, understand why. Why did that bother me so much? What is it about that person or what that person said that just rocks my spirit so much? Right. That's right. the question you have to ask in the moment. It's hard, y'all. Trust me. I know. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But you want you you'll see just how, you know what I'm saying, how much your pro- how much you create your own problems by worrying about and caring about unnecessary things. You know what I'm saying? Talk talk is cheap. I'm gonna keep it real. Act is all about that action. People gonna have their opinions. We all got opinions of everybody. Everybody sees somebody's life and you can find pinpoint what can change. And it's real easy to dictate somebody else's situation than your own. So holding myself accountable for my, you know, for, for my emotions and the decisions I've made that has helped me, you know what I'm saying, with these with these traumas. It's helped me with my relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with my mom, most of my, my stuff comes from my mother. And her and I have a, a much better relationship because, you know, don't get me wrong, I've expressed to her how I feel about the things she's done or said, but I also hold account myself accountable for my feelings. I felt a certain way as a child. I had my right to feel that way, but I'm an adult now. I have a different perspective on life. So I have to, you know what I'm saying, I have to act accordingly. I have to understand my mom is a human being. You know what I'm saying? She went through childhood traumas. As a matter of fact, she went through worse shit than I did. You know what I'm saying? And she survived and did a great job with me. Even with my issues, she did a great job. So I can't overly just be extra, just like, oh, you did this to me and oh, you ruined my life. No, that ain't true. And I'm saying I've seen worse. I tell my mom all the right. time. If I had to choose again, you know what I'm saying, who my mama was, I'll choose her again. Abandonment issues, no. Because I've seen worse. I, I've, I've so seen worse. So holding yourself accountable is, is the biggest key. And that's the hardest thing to do. When you're dealing with traumas and, you know, hurt feelings and all that. But that is the biggest thing. Holding yourself accountable for your actions and the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. And doing better afterwards. Changing those decisions. Trying to come from a logical standpoint instead of an emotional standpoint. Coming from the one of the most emotional peoples on this planet. I ain't even a Pisces. But <laughs> let's say I'm not even a water sign. But I am extremely emotional. So... Yeah, balancing that out, you really need my eye with that. And it and it'll definitely help. Yes. A law of attraction as well, because I when you were talking about that, um, like I'm I'm learning more about the law of attraction and things like that. And just knowing that the energy that you put out that you'll receive. 
And so it, it just made me think about just my mindset and how I would look at things like just always having this not necessarily pessimistic um, attitude because I'm very optimistic about stuff, but always having this like worst case scenario kind of thing going on. So it's like when you expect the worst, it's like the universe is like, oh, okay, this is what you want. So this is what I'm going to give you. And I'm also a firm believer that God, the universe source, whatever you believe in, will constantly continue to send you the same thing. Um, whether it's in a different person, it doesn't matter. It will send you the same situation over and over again until you mm -hmm. recognize what it is. And you look in the mirror, and you you know, you kind of talk to yourself and be like, OK, what is this? Like you have again, you have to realize have to figure out what is this trying to teach you? Um, because I have dealt <laughs> with a lot of different situations and I realize, especially like a lot of people will come in. And in my life here and there. And I'm like, this is this is the same situation I just dealt with. Is this a different person? And what I've realized is the more that this situation keeps happening, I recognize it quicker. Like I'm I'm on it. Like, okay, I know what this is. Okay. And then I cut it out and I keep it moving. And I feel like when the universe source or whatever God, you know, sees that, they realize, like, okay. This person, he or she knows what's going on. They've learned their mistakes. They learned this lesson. They recognize whatever this trauma was. And now it's, you know, and moving on to the next. So it's a process of healing. And it sucks that you have to constantly keep going through something. But it's just the universe's way of trying to open up your eyes to something that you're just not seeing um, to help you kind of heal from those things. And some people, they just go down a rabbit hole and they just don't see it. They don't recognize it and they, you know, or don't know how to deal with it. And they think the worst and then they they kind of adapt this mindset of like, woe is me or start to get pessimistic. And again, you start to attract that same en energy back in. So again, like I'm just very like key on mindsets. Like I'm the same way as you. Okay. To remember, like, I'm just, I'm very emotional. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, um, a water sign. So <laughs> I'm very emotional and I've always been that way. And so my feelings get hurt real quick. And like, I can hop in my emotions real quick. Like if something happened, I'm like, dang, like, and I overanalyze something because I'm a Gemini rising. So I always like overanalyzing stuff and like, dang, well, did they mean this by that? Did they mean, and then like, I would like think something over in my head until I'm just like, I'm just like checked out. So it's like all about finding that balance and not being so analytical, not being so emotional um, but just kind of finding that balance and staying grounded and kind of, again, taking accountability, like, okay, yeah, this person said that, but what about, like you said, what about that is triggering me? Why am I so upset that that person said that? Why am I so upset that this person did that? And then also not putting so much emphasis or so much energy and accountability in others. Like a lot of times we just latch on to others. And if that person moves wrong or moves differently or switches up our emotions and stuff switch up. The main thing is to be connected to people, but not allowing who that person is and what they do to change who you are and your feelings and your actions. And I'm learning that because it'd be times where I'd be like, I'm like, uh, uh, can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So can't you just not allowing others, others, what they do and what they decide to do, what they don't do to kind of change who you are, make you feel some type of way about yourself. Cause that's when, you know, you're putting too much emphasis on that, that connection or that relationship, no matter what it is, whether it's your mother, your father, 
you know, your right. children, your significant other. So, you know, sometimes you have to kind of like pull back and be like, dang, why am I, I'm getting too, you know, and that's, that is a struggle because I've been yeah. in situations where I've been so attached to somebody and it's just like, they, whatever, it's like, I'm just on it, like white on rice. And so, you know, me being by myself for so long, you know, I recognize those things and it's like, okay. And then it's funny when the shoe is on the other foot and you have somebody be on you like that, that's so attached to you. It's like a mirror, like I promise, it's a mirror. No, like it. It's like the universe. <laughs> it ain't the one you want. I so know. you can be like, oh, shoot, is that how I look? Is that how I be acting? Oh, no, let me switch this up real quick. Cause it literally happened to me. Like I'm the, t I was like, Oh, I want this. I want this. Da, da, da. And then the universe was like, okay, here you go. Got it. And then I was like, Oh no, that's not what I want. I'm, I hope that other people don't look at me like, Oh, she's doing that. And so like, it just makes you just change your whole mindset and just be like, Oh yeah, that's not it. I'm putting too much emphasis on this connection. I'm too attached. I'm too like, but what about it is making me want to cling on to it. And then I learned myself that it was one of them was abandonment issues and feeling like I need somebody there. Like, I don't ever want to be in a connection with somebody where my love or my feelings or whatever is based off the dynamic of that relationship. How it's going, if it's up, if it's down or whatever. I want to continue to always be myself and love myself unconditionally no matter what and not have being those deep feelings so it's just a lot of like recognizing stuff seeing stuff changing your perception and then a lot of it is other people your relationships with other people will allow you to see who you are and you can learn a lot from other people even if those situations don't last whether it's friendships that can come in and leave but you get something from it. So I never like look at any connection. It don't, I don't care if we just talk for two weeks or whatever. Like I never look at any connection like it wasn't, it was worthless. Like I look at it like, okay, I learned something from it, whether I learned something for myself. And sometimes isn't that, you know, the universe doesn't put that person in your life for you. Sometimes it's for them, you know? So like the universe is just always using it's just a one big circle so you have to look at it like that because sometimes people come in my life and i'm like what the hell like and I, every time like somebody is on their way out the door i'm like what what was the point like what did i learn and if i realized that i didn't really learn or pick up anything i'm like okay well maybe the universe used me for that person you see what i'm saying so and you just keep going you know just a cycle <laughs> Well, I got two good examples of what you just talked about. <laughs> one with my relationship mm -hmm. and one with uh, a group that I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. I'm a Lighthouse member. Shout out to the Lighthouse, all my family members. They were, I'm going to just put it on out there since we talk about traumas, they were my replacement family. I have a lot of issues with my family because of the lifestyle change that my mom made. So that was a discord since I was nine. I've had this discord. You know what I'm saying? With families. My mom switched to religion, adopted a whole new family. And then that family didn't turn out, you know what I'm saying, properly because of decisions that were made and, and all of that jazz. So growing up, I felt like I lost both of my families, both my biological and the one that I was told that I was supposed to have. So this is why I cling on. I'm not I won't necessarily say I'm a clicky person because I can be by myself, but I, I'm all about people. 
So when I joined the Lighthouse, I went in full force. These are my family and they still are. Love, love, love them even more now. And now in a more healthier you know, way. Because whenever there's a discord with one of them or we have a different thought process of something, I get bent out of shape. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure how they deal with it, you know what I'm saying, on their own, but I get bent out of shape because those are my sisters. Those are my brothers. We don't need to be on a discord. We have the same mindset. This doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? And it just makes me feel, it made, well, it made me feel like I'm potentially losing my family again. I have to be by myself again. And that really worked, you know what I'm saying, worked on my emotions last year. That was really the one of the, the biggest things of the shadow work that I had to do was having a healthy detachment, understanding that, I, you know what I'm saying, that doesn't make me disloyal. It doesn't make them disloyal. It doesn't mean that we don't care about each other or love each other, but we come into each other's lives for reasons, but everybody's journey is on their own. You know what I'm saying? I have my life and the things that I have to do and each one of the Lighthouse members have their things that they need to do. You know what I'm saying? And I cannot take those things personally. You know what I mean? And at first I did. Now I'm the type of person I don't do, I don't like discord with my people. So I go within, I try to figure it out on my own. It fucks with my emotions, but you know what I'm saying? I I do not like being in a discord with the people that I care about. Like if you, if, if we ever, you know, have an issue or whatever, we gonna have to work that thing out. It, it's not gonna do this. I'll fuck them. This is not you know say nah, like because I, I care when I get attached to you, I care about you. So we need to fix that. And it's still and it stems, you know what I'm saying, from my, you know, my attack my attachment issues. But it's a it's a it's a healthy, you know what I'm saying, balance because I am responsible for my own life. I am responsible, you know what I'm saying, for my journey. It is my job. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that my purpose is fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? And I know the universe is going to send whoever is needed when they are needed. You know what I'm saying? To facilitate that. And if they move on or don't do something that wasn't their job, that wasn't their space, and that's not a bad thing. And I had to really, really learn that last year. And then with my, as far as my relationship goes, I still continuously learn that. I'm in a, I've been in a third, well, this year will be 13 years. You know what I'm saying? But my man was a replacement for my mother. You know what I'm saying? I was the only child for a long time. First nine years of my life, my mom doted on me. Everything was about me. And she got married and he had three other children, well, four other children. So that went from me being the only child to being one of five. And then we were in a polygamous situation. So then you had two women, two mothers in the situation and all those emotions and you know, all the stuff the adults were doing that honestly they ain't had no business doing and, and whatnot. And how, you know what I'm saying, that made me feel, I felt like, you know, at some point that he stole my mother from me. You know what I'm saying, my stepdad. That's how I felt because my whole life, it, my mom catered to me and my needs and what I needed. And now she just split that with five, six other people. You know what I'm saying? And I always felt like I was, the, you know, the short end of the stick. So then when I got into this relationship, I was expecting him, you know what I'm saying, to put me first, like my mom put her man first. Mm -hmm. That's what I was expecting. Because now when you're in a relationship, this is what I saw. So when you're in a relationship and you give with somebody, you're supposed to put all your time and all of your energy into them. And everybody else comes second. 
So whenever I felt like I wasn't a priority, anytime I felt like I was being put second in my relationship, I would get into an emotional roller coaster. All this crying and depression and smoking up all my weed and you know what I'm saying, just doing all this extra unnecessary stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Based off of my, you know, feeling abandoned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and as these years gone by, you know, I I every it's just so funny. Me and my me and my king don't argue. As a matter of fact, he just allows me to express myself and he tried to love it away. And what he don't really, you know, saying it's got to try to go back and, and back <laughs> with me. But, you know, after we, you know, kiss makeup or whatever, and I have my time to be by myself and think about it, I always come back and apologize. Mm-hmm. I always apologize to him for just being extra because it's not really about what he did or didn't do. It's based off of how I'm perceiving what he did or what he said or didn't do. You know, one thing. You got to learn each other's love language. Yes. Everybody loves differently. You know, some people do it with acts of service. Some people do it with um, words of affirmations or confirmation, um, you know, physical touch and feelings and things like that. So you just kind of got to learn people's love language. You know, some people don't love the way you love. And it does not mean that they don't love you. It just means that they love differently. So once you realize or you find out, you know, how what that person's love language is, it makes it easier to navigate the relationship. And that's one thing that I'm learning as well, you know, because, you know, everybody don't want to touch and feel and be all, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean that they don't love you. So like me, I'm all about touchy-feely, give me a hug, I want to, you know, whatever. And so I'm all about, like, that closeness, you know. I guess it's just the the water energy in me. So I'm very emotional. So I just like to be all loved up and stuff that like mushy, that. She like all that mushy gush. Yes, I like all that. So, like, if I feel, and I, I learned that, like, when I would be in connections with people, I'm like, okay, if they're not touching me, if they're not, you know, flirting with me or whatever, I'm like, they don't like me or they don't love me or they don't feel this way about me. So it triggers me and I'm like, okay, so now I'm in my feelings and I'm like, what the heck? You know what I'm saying? But then it's just like when you and then you got to get to a point where you got to stop, you know, suppressing your feelings or stop just not speaking up. And that's another thing, like I said from last um, episode about me speaking up and just being like, okay, I feel this way. And instead of acting out in anger and frustration, mm. I'm not getting it, just kind of be like, hey, I'm not feeling it. Like what's going on? Like, I, you know, I want this, I want whatever. And just expressing in how you feel when you in a connection or in a relationship, even it doesn't matter, even a friendship. I remember a long time ago, me and my best friend, we've best friends to this day. We've been friends since I was like, in ninth grade, maybe about 20 years now. I think it's 20 years to this year. Yes. Actually, mm-hmm. let's take a trip. But <laughs> um, so like we've been best friends. I remember we were in high school I and mean, maybe 10th, 11th grade. It was a situation going on to where her and her sister was doing something. I really vaguely remember what it was, but they were doing start saying something to make me feel some type of way. And I was like scared, again, timid, shy, don't want to speak up. And then I just just said it. I was like, hey, this is making me feel this type of way. My best friend, she had to have talked to her sister and said whatever, because the next day when we met up, when we was at lunch, nobody mentioned it. And it just completely ceased. It stopped. It never happened again. 
And that right there is like love. That right there is like loyalty. You know what I'm saying? Because when you express something to somebody and they actually do something to change it because they know it makes you feel some type of way, then that's real love instead of like lashing out. And people would be more responsive to you talking to them and being genuine than doing all that rah-rah because they're going to be looking at you like, what the, you know what I'm saying? So you'll get a better response that way. And that was the only ever time that me and my best friend ever had any kind of like anything. And we've been best friends for 20 years. And so, you know, it's just little things like that, just depending on who you are dealing with. When people, when you tell somebody how you feel and they look at you and they like, you tripping, you need to da 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 mm there is something with them. It's something going on with them and they triggered by something. And that person probably don't even need to be in your life because if somebody truly loves and cares about you, when you express your feelings to them, they either going to be like, okay, let's, we're going to do this. We're going to try to figure it out. And they're going to be, they're going to want to do that, you know, because they care about you. They love you. But when they look at you and they like, okay, you tripping, whatever next. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you just gotta, yeah, and so you just gotta kind of change your mind. Like I said, just figure out your love language with your relationships with people, whether it's with your children. You know, I I have three kids, so like my one son, my youngest, he's like all lovey dovey. He always wants hugs and kisses. He's just like so lovey, and he's a he's a water sign too. My daughter, she's kind of in the middle. She'll come and give me hugs sometimes. She'll talk to me, whatever. My oldest son, I don't see him unless he wants something, okay? And he's an air sign. So, like, and I understand, like, you know, other people love differently. He he loves me. I know he does. He's very protective. You know, I see it, like, when something going on, he'd be like, ma. You know, he he's very protective. So, like, but my youngest, he's just like, oh, he just want to be all over me all the time. And I'm like, you know, so you just have to find that balance in your relationships, learn the love languages that you have with your loved ones, you know, friends, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, mother, father, and just go off of that. And it would definitely better help navigate child relationships. Definitely. Now to tie that into your childhood traumas, clearly this is something that's not taught Mm -hmm. as children. And I'm going to implore to the parents to do this. Yep. Y'all parents don't understand how you relate to your love language, how you relate to the opposite sex and other people. You're teaching your children how to do the same. So the dynamics of your relationship in the home or, you know, if you got if you know, if you're a single parent and you have different relations, you, you have to really be careful with that because your kids don't listen to you. They watch what you do. So if you and your significant other relate to each other like business people like it's just a transaction and there's no passion and no love and all that you kind of teaching your kids that's how they relate Mm -hmm. that's how they're supposed to act around each other but if you come from a home where you know mommy and daddy slapping ass and you catch them kissing in the kitchen while you know mama making the sauce the tomato sauce you know what i'm saying or you're bringing flowers to Mm -hmm. i have a homeboy his parent his father uh used to um send his wife flowers every week for the whole 20 some odd years that they were married mm-hmm. every week when they, when she would go to work, she would have a bouquet of flowers, you know what I'm saying? Waiting for her. 
you know what I'm saying, at her job. And of course, as time went on, delivering it and all that other stuff. But either way, he kept that up. My friend to this day, he's married. He does that for his wife. He'll even call me up and ask me to what, what color I should you, you know what I'm saying? I'm a female, so, you know, do you like this? Does this look nice? Because that's what he saw. So you have to teach your children, you know what I'm saying? Love language. You got to teach them, you know what I'm saying, what love look like. Because it looks different for everybody. It's different for everybody. So, under you know, understanding the people that you with. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, and this is where dating kind of comes in. You got to figure that out before you get all wild up into the sex. I'm actually watching the show with my best friend right now on um, Netflix. What is it called? Man, I want to call her in here right now to tell me what it is. <laughs> I need to know. I need it's a reality to to something. I, I'm going to find it. I think I'm, I know what you're talking about. I, I'm going to post it on social media when I finish, but it's a reality TV show supposed to be about dating. They got these six young these six young people on this pretty island thinking that they come in there to do a whole bunch of fornicating and, and nastiness. But in fact, they have to be celibate. The, the whole point of being in here is to not have sex. There's a $100,000 um, prize at the end, but you have to get through these 30 days without doing anything sexual. So the point is to try to build actual, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ooh, brain farts. Okay. Some significant, um, you know what I'm saying, connections and relationships mm -hmm. outside of sex. Substance, that's the word I'm looking for. Having mm -hmm. substance, finding substance in these relationships. Now, of course, there's a whole lot of fluff and all this extra stuff, but what people don't understand it, like that is what's missing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't date anymore. We live in a time where, you know, we're on the internet. So you can meet people, you know what I'm saying, in a whole nother country. You know what I'm saying? Have no idea who they are, what they really look like, or none of that. Which back in the days in your community, everybody knew everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew everybody's parents. Everybody knew the childhood traumas that everybody was dealing with. So you kind of had, you know, understood who you were dealing with when you got with them, which is part of the reason why their relationships lasted a lot longer. Don't get me wrong, they had issues and they had a sub, uh, you know, a sense of you got to stick stick with the relationship regardless of what, but they still had a, a different mindset about it. They knew who they were with. They knew the family. Mm -hmm. So you knew what you were getting into. It ain't like that, but so much these days. You can find a person, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not the same. So you really got to get to know who you're dealing with and who you're exchanging energy with. And you got to teach your kids that. That will eliminate so many issues. You know what I'm saying? So many decisions that are not, that don't need to be made if you understood how to do that. If you actually got to know who you're dealing with, like on the show, everybody all hot and bothered. Oh, I want to kiss. So I want to do this. Then they get to talking. They can't do nothing else but talk. Now you see the, all the annoyed faces, all the flip hair flips. Like, ugh, I don't like him. But you was about to smash last night. You you was about to get it in. But now today, now you getting to actually hear what this person has to say and, and what's really in their mind and what they really thought process. And it's just like, ooh. yeah. How many people you want to slept with if you actually took the time to find out who they were? Girl, that part. <laughs> that part. I think in order to do that, though, it's crucial. Like, you got to know yourself first. Yeah. You know, half of them don't know they self first. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard for them to actually be able to get to know someone else when they haven't done the work to get to know themselves, you know? Yeah. 
So the only thing they know is to operate out of that root chakra and that lust energy <laughs> because they haven't did the work to actually see what stimulates their mind, what kind of conversations it turns them on, you know, what kind of activities outside of sex do they are they actually passionate about? Like, you know, a lot of people say they like long walks on the beach, um, you know, and picnics, but that's gen the generic answer, you know, like I that's personally, sex. So I'll take hiking, you know, any day. Like I love being outdoors. I'll be looking for the outdoorsy guy, you know, or the guy talking about spiritual stuff, talking about some aliens or something, something <laughs> completely different from everybody else. Yeah. So I think that's the key is in order for you to find um, and be able to learn another individual to enter a relationship, you have to first take that time to learn and heal yourself and know what you want fully on all aspects. Because like over time, like I was married at 20 and I learned real fast and I'm now an advocate that you should not get married at 20. I understand now why the old, why the older people say, you know, you don't get married that, or some of them tell you to get married that young. But I believe that um, it is crucial when you have been in survival mode as a child um, and then you enter your adolescence and your young adulthood life that you take time for yourself to breathe. You know, if you can make it into your early 20s without a child, which I was a mother at 16. So, like, um, I didn't have that, but that was okay because I had my parents who were um, just phenomenal at helping me with my daughter, which gave me a little bit more time to <laughs> heal and think about what I needed to in regards to myself. But it's crucial to take those early years of your life and go ahead and do as much healing and self-work and figuring out what your passions are, what your purpose is, figuring out what drives you and then integrating it, that with someone that eventually you take the time to get to know them for who they truly are, see where they healed, where they haven't healed, see what drives them, where, where they're stagnant. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, in order to have a successful relationship, um, you take the time to get to know that person. But if you just taking the time to get to know that person and you still don't know yourself, then that um, relationship will never be at its most optimal, you know? That is so true. I actually was having a conversation with my daughter, who's only 13, and my son, who was 16, about that. I don't know what happened. We seen it was something. I don't know if it was somebody else or something or something we saw on TV. But I pretty much said the same thing. I said, if I'm, I wanted to be married like at 25 and all that. And like 10 years later, I'm going to be 35. Like, I'm like, no, I'm glad I never got married that young. Because like you said, you just don't, you, you don't even know who you are. You ready to commit to somebody else and hell, do they know who they are? You know? So, you know, I mean, now of course, yeah. Cause I feel like I've done the work, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully the person coming in, whoever that may be, you no, know, has done the work as well. Um, but yeah, definitely. That's definitely too young. Um, just like me, like, you know, like you said, us as team mothers, we didn't even have a chance to get to know ourselves. That's another mm. part of it. You know, we went straight from being kids to being mothers, you know, or parents or whatnot. So, again, we still didn't get a chance to learn who we are, what we want in life. You know, right. Because those are just titles. That's not yeah. who you are. That's just the right. responsibility it is. or role that you've been given along with who you truly are in your mm -hmm. core. Yeah. You know? And so um, I think that's definitely where a lot of people get it mistaken is mm -hmm. they, you know, they don't teach your children to be 
like I've always taught my daughter, you dress as you want, just make sure it's weather appropriate, you know, don't, and you know, classy, which that went without saying with her, thankfully, because she's a cancer. But like, like be who you crazy. are, you know, figure out who you are, um, and then be that and be proud of it, you know? So uh, there's some, I don't know. There's, <laughs> well, that thought went all the way out. I went all the way into something else. But basically, yeah, that's what it is. It's just about being able to um, self-identify as early as you can, because you got people who are 40 and 50 who still don't know what they like to do in their free time. You got so hey, many multi-millionaires <laughs> who go and they win the, they, they, they don't win the lottery. A lot of them work hard for their money, but either way they become multi-millionaires and then they just retire from whatever made them that money and then get a smaller job. Like, you know how many janitors or how many custodians, you know, how many people or teachers or coaches, you know, are doing something, uh, have a job, but they really don't need to be working. They don't have to work. They just don't know who they are outside of work. You know, they don't know who they are outside of serving other people. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you can take the time to do that, you save yourself a lot of headache, major cycles. Definitely, definitely want to get to know people. I feel like my me losing my arm was the way for the universe to do that for me, to make me sit down and figure out who I am. And now whatever I do career-wise or financial-wise is going to sow into who I am. So I'll be fulfilled too. Because you're not making money is great, you know, multi-million, all that stuff, but that's really not why you were born. You were really not born to work a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just, you know, buy expensive things and then just, yeah, retirement is not what you're here for. You retire when you die. As long as you're alive, you know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be doing something, learning something, building something, creating something. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're living, you're not just supposed to be chilling, just being wasteful. So innately, that's what you want to do. That's why most older people that say the biggest um, killer of, of the elderly is retirement. It ain't old. It ain't old age. It ain't even sickness. It's because now they don't have a. They feel like they don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't work my job. I didn't raise my kids. My they, my grandkids are probably raising their kids. So what else is there for me to do in this life? Yeah. So out. But if you, you know, what I'm saying, fulfill your purpose to, you know, what I'm saying, until the very last end, you know. Betty White is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That woman worked all the way till she was 99. Mm-hmm. She, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how you want to go out. Yeah. You know? How you want to go out doing what you love, knowing who you are, and doing what you're supposed to do. That's that that is what that's success. Because I feel like when you living in your purpose, when you're working in your purpose, you don't really look for retirement. Because you know that's your whole mission. That's the whole reason you, you're you here. So, you know, why retire from your purpose when you know that that's what your life mission is, you know? That's right. Exactly. So we got to, you know, got to tap into that. And I understand it's hard. You live in this world where you got to have a job, got to pay bills. So I'm not saying that just completely just say, okay, F everything and then fall off the face of the earth. Not I did, people. though. I did do that. I, I did, mean, if you, got, if you can do it, I I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to knock it. But realistically, most people can't do that. So if you can't do that, you know, you got to start off small. Start with little things. 
and it starts with your mind. Changing yeah. Up, changing it takes your mind a lot of it. About what's really important, what you actually need in your life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't live good, but you know what I'm saying? Change what you think living good is. Mm-hmm. Like some people look at my life and think I don't live good because I don't have a car. You know what I'm saying? Because I have Section 8 and certain there's certain things that I can't do. But um, I'm successful. I'm practically depression proof. Mm-hmm. The government take care of me. You know what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. So, you know what I mean? Like I don't have to pay car notes and this is then and that and a third. You know what I'm saying? I eat well. I smoke every day. You know what I'm saying? I get to where I need to go. I'm buying land in Africa. I own a business. You know what I'm saying? So it's really on your perception of what it is. There's a lot of people who are driving these ill cars, you, you spending $500 on a car note, but that can be taken away. Well, life is about what you make it. You know, you mm-hmm. have to make your own heaven on earth. And like... Yes. What my success and what I want, what what life or whatever success is to me may not be what success is to you. Everybody has a different purpose here, you know, in life in general. You know, I know what I want for myself, but somebody can be just okay with just doing whatever they do. And that's fine. I'm not going to judge you if that was what makes you happy. If you feel fulfilled doing that, hey, do that. you know, more power to you. Um, so... You know, it's just success is like you said, it's all about perception in your mind frame. And as long as you're happy with what you have going on, who cares? Like do you. My ideal Every journey life, is different. Yeah. My ideal life is to be in the Amazon, living off, you know, growing my own food, make sure I got that good well water or good yes. old ocean, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That I can walk to. I will figure out how to um to balance that bucket on my head. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I yo, I promise you. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, doing my platform so I can, you know, help help people. That is my ideal life. I don't need cars, clothes. You know what I'm saying? I prefer to build my house. Yes. Oh, yes. Videos, uh, you know, these native people in the, in the Amazon, you know what I'm saying, who build houses out of bamboo. Out of dirt. And shit out of dirt and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Dirt. I mean, kill it like, yo, that's my ideal life. Straight up. That is my yeah. I don't I want a big old compound. I want a big old compound. Three sister wives, 20 million, 50, 11, 11 children. Like all the kids. I want all, all right. the kids, y'all. I'm telling you. And like you said, self-sufficient water, well source, uh, a garden. Like I don't want grocery stores. I don't need the mall. I don't need car lots. I, I just need an herbalist. Some women willing to have babies. Very simple stuff. I would love to build my my first home. So it's like, yeah, that's this. Um, <laughs> what about you, Queen? What's your long term? What's your long term goal? I, I look, look. <laughs> of course, I definitely want to. I want to be married. You know, I want a husband. I want. I don't know if I want more kids. If I do, it's only gonna be one. I'm I got three. My oldest is will be 16 in a couple of weeks. I ain't trying to really right. That's the big <laughs> so like I'm like in a couple of years, all y'all gonna be grown and out of here. So I don't know if I want to start all over again. But if it's God, if it's in you know God's will, then you know, whatever. But of course, I want to be married, you know, I want to be successful, I want to have residual income so I don't have to constantly work you know nine to five you know i still do want to work and put in work in the community and do stuff to give back to people 
I want to travel. That's like the main thing that is like calling for me is to travel. I want to go different places. I want to show my kids different cultures and, you know, different things like that. So I just want to like if I can do something where I'm just traveling and just doing the work, giving back and helping others and just living comfortably like I ain't got to be making 50 million dollars or whatever. I just want to live comfortably to where you know, ain't worried about no bills and nothing. Everything is being taken care of. My kids is good. Like, you know, that's that I'm happy with that. You know, that's me. Well, let me help you with that. I'm going to travel. We're going to get you on that travel thing. Yes, I'm ready to just see everything. Yes, 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 yes. A simple life, to be quite honest. And again, I don't knock people who want, you know what I'm saying, and want this moon, the stars, and the quasars. I I can totally dig it. It's just, again, success is completely, it's a personal. Yes. It's a personal thing. Right now, I'm successful. Mm -hmm. I have survived these last three years. You know what I'm saying? I have learned the lessons that I needed to learn, you know, and I am progressing. You know what I'm saying? It may not be as fast as I may want it, but I continuously progress. I keep going up, 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 up. So that's all that matters. That's that's successful to me. I have genuine people. Everything that I ask the universe for, I have. I have genuine people in my life like marriage. I'm already married. I don't really do the legal thing. I didn't seem too much. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time. That's <laughs> me and me and my keen are going to make sure we take care of each other on our end. You know, he's 10 years older than me, so more than likely he'll go before I do. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah, there's too many legal ways for you to make sure the people that you want to take care of can be taken care of in your absence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On today without all of the, extra. the government yeah i'm gonna keep it real that don't get me wrong i'm not knocking it and and if you have a lot of businesses you know for legal situations it absolutely makes sense because at the end of the day that's what this you know this country is about but when you talk about love and connection and an actual relationship that piece of paper nothing, and I, i'm not about to let the government you know what i'm saying dictate who where I'm going to be, who I'm going to be with. Because like you said, change is constant. Mm-hmm. Things can happen in your life and you have this, you already have your life planned out and a monkey wrench will go right through that and switch the whole situation up. I, I've been, I, I'm, you know, I'm a part of a lot of amputee groups and a lot of these people are married and they just lost their arms or lost their legs. And now their husbands and wives are looking at them crazy. Like that's not the woman I or man that I married. You know what I'm saying? They can't deal, you know, with all of the depression and the emotions that come along with losing something like that. They can't handle that. So now their relationships are broken up. So these people think it's something wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? It's a problem. And that's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, that's the universe telling you that that wasn't the person you're supposed to be with. Because anybody who's really for you is not going to leave you. Especially during something like that. Exactly. Exactly. No way that that person, a person who truly loves you, is going to do that. So a lot of times, situations like this is there to show you, you know, who's there for you and who's not. So for me, we are all human beings. I want my king to be happy. Love is a service. So you know what I'm saying. So I want him happy with or without me. Thirteen years have been great. But if, if tomorrow he wakes up and something tragic happens and his emotions just completely change and he just can't relate to me no more that if he just has to be, I'm going to let him with love do what it is that he needs to do 
for himself so he can be the best him because he did not come into this planet to love me and to you know my emo and only me my emotions and and you know what i'm saying and fix my abandonment issues that's not why he's here you know what i'm saying so if he 20 years from now decide you know baby we had this good long 30 something year year (laughs) you know i i just i I just need to go to this other country and see what life is before i die go ahead baby do your thing and same with me be quite yeah, I'm the same way though. Yeah, like I don't know what my life is, but you know what I'm saying. Never mind saying goodbye. Yeah, like I my purpose is to be for people. It's another reason why I don't think I'm gonna ever get married because when you're married and that's that it's just like you're you're obligated, you know what I'm saying, to you that marriage. Right. I have to take them into consideration. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now, don't get me wrong, I take them into consideration, but this is my life. So what I do and the moves that I make is solely on me, about me, and for me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, and I, I used to bother me, but I love it now. I have the best of both worlds. I have that commitment mm-hmm. that most people have in their marriage, and I also freedom. have freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's but that's another thing, though. Like sometimes people, like what you said, people look at marriage as like an obligation. But it's all again, it's all about perception. And that's why some, a lot of people are scared to get married because they feel like they're going to lose themselves if they do. It's all about the person you marry. Marriage is just a title, just like mother's just a title or whatever. So you have it's all about perception. If you get with the right person that allows you to just be who you are in your life, hey, they like, oh, you going there? Oh, I'm coming with you. Let's go. Let's go. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how you're supposed to be. My man, my husband, like, look, they we about to go, you know, we about to go move over to you know, Paris or whatever, we're gonna figure out what's going over there. Okay, come on, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Not, like that's the mindset you're supposed to have when you have a partner. So it's not about an obligation. It's like we're a partner. You, your own individual self. I'm my right. own individual self, and we're together, and we are coming together, and that amplifies what we got going on. Enhance mm-hmm. it, and that's what a relationship, a marriage, anything is supposed to be. Not about an obligation, or I'm stuck, or I can't do this, I can't do that. Live your life. Do what you're supposed to do. Just because you marry, don't mean that you stop living. And that's where a lot of people get confused. And that's why a lot of people are scared to get married because they feel like it's an obligation and it's not. It's just want to enhance. It's supposed to enhance your life and it's supposed to better you. And you should be able to do the same things you were doing when you and were. Not all marriages look the same. You can't look and be part. like this is a cookie cutter marriage and this yes, is how you're supposed to go. You Everybody's there's plenty of marriages where people they are open and open marriages mm-hmm. or open relationships where they have multiple partners, mm-hmm. they understand that they're not monogamous, and then you know you have marriages with multiple partners in the marriage, you know, mm-hmm. and then you have like the good old black and white thirty mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I introduced you to my dad and you asked for permission marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have it's to, what works for you and your Yeah, you got to open that you box up and realize there is no Yeah, there's no, no way. There's no specific way to have a marriage. You make your marriage what you want. Yeah, religious people, y'all got to tell religious people that because yeah, and it's like that is part of the problem. Understand that, and and it is. They're like, oh, you have to do it like this. We got to go to. We got to do this together. We like, oh, if I'm going to church, like you have to be. You have, and that's the thing. That's why I do not like religion. Like I'm spiritual. I believe in God wholeheartedly. But when it comes to religion, it's too. It's too formed. It's too. 
it's in the box. It's too cookie cutter. Like, no, like I'm way like, too many hypocrites. It is. It is. is. The, so they, they really good it at dishing out what the rules and stuff are supposed to be, Ooh, but then you look in their personal life and it's like, I'm gonna let you keep your rules and I'm just gonna actually be it. Like, yeah, you know, right. for me, sex is marriage. That is the mold. That is the hugest commitment that you can make to somebody. Mm. That man is literally inside of you. You guys are exchanging DNA, saliva. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you can you create life while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. That is the closest that you will ever be to a person. Got it. Mm-hmm. See what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Even if y'all break up, that child you made genetically connect and energetically connects you to that person no matter where they are in the world. You can never see them again. But because that child exists, y'all are connected. Mm-hmm. You get married, no offense. If y'all feel like 36 hours after y'all did it, it didn't gonna work, you can annul it. Yeah. Okay. If you don't like your marriage, you can go in and pay some lawyer all that money. You know what I'm saying? You don't even need a lot of money. Just the right lawyer. Well, it depends. It depends because I know some people that have been dishing out. Oh, it depends on what you got to separate too. Yeah. Uh, Kids property and this is what i'm saying and this is why i don't won't do it because when it comes down when you get into that court they don't care about your love they don't care they're not they're not putting those things into consideration right all they care about is the property what y'all own and how y'all gonna split it and how y'all gonna pay them you know what i'm saying to do it that's why i won't i i don't you know what i'm saying i'm not really with the mm-hmm. whole, whole marriage thing I personally feel that marriage, you know what I'm saying? When you're having sex with somebody year in, year out and exchanging that energy, for me, that's what marriage is. That is a choice. I am choosing to be with this man. We, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. That's my husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And again, I don't need anybody. And of course, I, I've dealt with this for years. You know, married people think, oh, he just got, why I get the, why I buy the cow? You know what I'm saying? When you can get the milk for free. Because I, first of all, I'm not a cow and I'm not to be bought. Mm. people don't understand we're not possessions i am not something to be bought or you know what i'm saying or or any of that there's no amount of money there's no amount of resources that can you know i'm saying that can pay for my vagina that is the portal to life there's no amount of money you can pay for that my energy there's no amount of money that you can truly you know i'm saying pay for my energy my soul lessons you know what i'm saying so that's just that's just an exchange yeah it goes both ways. So yes, we all have our parts to play to roles in our relationships and that changes. No relationship is 50-50. Sometimes it's 80-20, sometimes it's 40-40, sometimes it's 70-30. And depending on who you are and where you at, though that changes. You can be yeah. the 80% this time. Next time you can be the 20. And the point is, is for y'all to get together, you know what I'm saying, and always make that 100. Mm-hmm. That is the point. That is what real relationships, you know what I'm saying, are. So I be on the same wavelength. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta under, you have to have an understanding. Like y'all have to be able to communicate. Communication is so important and people don't understand that. And it's so important. It's so important to speak up. And again, like you said, learn who these people is before you even get to that point. And when you find somebody that you can just like, it just works. It just click. It's effortless. Like, 
that people's is- ability to communicate goes back to their childhood trauma too. It does. Because you know, a lot of us who was raised in the homes where you sing, you're not spoken, you know, unless you're not- spoken to, you don't speak. Yeah. So that takes away that freedom to express how you feel. And then depending on how often you was in fear at home, you know, or you know, there's a lot of reasons why people don't communicate when they need to, but that's something that should be you know, talked over in English. So whenever in freaking high school, they're teaching us how to use our words, our spelling, and I create our these spells, they should, they should express, you know, the, the power of communication. Because like you said earlier, like all it takes is for you to say something about or speak up about something you don't like for it never to happen again. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. It, it don't take a lot. Communication is so important. And like you said, like that's something that I struggled with as a child because of the stuff that I went through in my home. I was scared to speak up out of fear. Nobody would listen. Everything going on deaf ears. Nobody, you know, just things like that. And it made it hard as I noticed as I got into connections with different men. You know, I learned it was I was scared to speak up. If I felt some type of way, if I was being disrespected, I felt that it was just better to say anything. You know, even watching what my mama went through. You know, her not speaking up and her being disrespected and things like that. So it it, it definitely is a repeating cycle. And then, you know, like I said, I'm learning to speak up. And it's it's really good because like a lot of men that I've dealt with and like connections, like if I was to speak up, it would be met with um disdain or it would be met with anger or frustration or something right. wrong with you. And it's it's so like beautiful to like find somebody that you can speak up and say something to. Like I said, even like the situation with my best friend, you can speak up and say something and you you're not met with that disdain. You're not met with that, you know, confrontation and they just accept you for who you are. And they're like, oh, OK, you feel that way. That's cool. Thank you for you know what I'm saying? And have conversations like freaking adults instead of like, you know, acting like a child and being like, you know what I'm saying? So that's beautiful. So, you know, when you find somebody like that, it doesn't matter if it's a friendship and they let you speak your mind and let you be who you are, then that's something that is really important. And that's something big because not not most people get that. And like pretty much most of my 35 years of living, I've never gotten that. So to be able to get that, that's definitely different. And that's definitely beautiful. You know, it is beautiful. Well, y'all are going to just keep going, girl, and it's going to, <laughs> and going to track that right over there to your Scorpio son. Yes. yes. Well, we're going to wrap this up, ladies. I know y'all got kids and, you know, healing to do. All right. Crying so, cats. Of course. So, of course, let folks know how to get you. start with you, Miss Misha. Tell the folks where they can find you. All right, team. So I'm gonna be on Facebook and Misha's Love Tribe. You can book an appointment, reach out to me just if you need any advice, any clarity on anything. I can help with that. Um, if you're in Lexington, Greater Lexington area, I'm located downtown Lexington, um, 117 Cheapside Street. Um, supposed to be 117 Henry A. Tandy Centennial Park. Um, but yeah, so that's basically where you can find me at um, Misha's Healing Love and on Instagram at Queen Misha Miles. All right. Tell them about yourself, Scorpio. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Taquita. Um, I do tarot readings. Um, I have my own YouTube channel. You can search me by Taquita Parker, which is my name. Um, I do daily videos over there about everything, love, career, finances, whatever you want. 
Um, also, you can find me at the um, Mystical Market. It's actually coming up that first weekend of February, actually the first weekend of every month, um, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so you can find me there. It's on Newtown Pike at the Clarion if you're in the Lexington area. Um, also, you can email me at Scorpio2Sun2 at gmail.com if you are looking for a personal reading. Um, and also, you can find me on Instagram at um, RealT underscore Tarot and on Facebook at Scorpio Sun. All right. So since we are talking about, you know, childhood traumas and as, as far as, you know, getting some information and getting some help. If you are in Kentucky, maybe you ladies want to talk about this. This is their crisis line um, number. You know, sometimes, like I'm saying, communication is key. Well, sometimes people feel like they don't have anyone to talk to, someone yes. that you can trust, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, go out there and help them out. So if you're in the Kentucky area, I would say definitely reach out to these two sisters. Yes, I was going to say definitely if you want to hit one of us up. Uh, yes. It's, and you have to realize when you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, it's not that you're weak and it's not that you're meant to commit suicide. It's that you have an overload of dense emotions that are keeping you in a stuck feeling to where you don't see no way out because you just have so much weight on you. Mm -hmm. And so um, finding ways to release that crying is really good. Mental breakdowns are also really good when it comes to healing, you guys. It seems like you're going crazy, but in reality, what you're doing is you're kind of um, busting open a box of trapped emotions, right? And so it kind of overwhelms you and uh, makes you feel like you're going crazy, but in reality, it's just coming out. And so if you can create a safe environment for you to have a mental breakdown, you know, and you if you're not experienced that yet, I had three in the first six months of my journey, um, but it was very empowering because there's such clarity that came after that to where I was able to actually feel again and sense and you know um see that so you know if you feel like suicide is an option for you know that it's not that you just simply need to release let go and cry heal let out the energy that's in you you know yeah. all right everything she just said so for me, you guys know who I am. I am Plump Queen. You guys can find me on Facebook at Amspire Media Houston. Yeah, they done deactivated my other joints. So we got to do something brand new for 2022. So Amspire Media Houston is on Facebook. I have several IGs, but you can start with nine plump nine queen nine. I also have a TikTok at spiritual amputee. And you can also hear all of these podcasts and anything that we have going on on Anchor. Just go to Amspiration TTV and that streams to Spotify, Google Podcasts. And we are also streaming on Twitch. Yeah, every time I find out a new platform, we gonna be on it. They gonna you're gonna get this, you know, this inspiration. So make sure you guys check me out in all of those places. I found crisis um, centers here in Georgia. This is the Georgia Crisis and Access Line, and we also I also found some other crisis um, line no, phone numbers. If you're talking about sexual assaults, child help, national child abuse. CDC, National HIV and AIDS, Substance Abuse and Mental Health. 
So these are phone numbers and these are resources for you if, you know what I'm saying, you need some extra help. Again, like I said, a lot of people feel like they don't have anyone, you know, and absolutely you can reach out to me, but I am one person, you know, Scorpio's son and Misha, we're all one, you know, we're just people and we have our own thing. So if you really need, you know, some extra help, definitely take um, advantage of these resources. And also as an amputee, I've been seeing a big issue with this as far as people needing help. Communication is key. People need to talk. People need to vent. People need guidance. You know what I'm saying? For some sort. And we're all looking for that. So I'm going to help out with that. So I'm going to have a helping hand talk therapy service that I'm going to start in April. If you need to vent, if you need some guidance, just need a shoulder to cry on, whatever it is, I'm going to be setting up times. I'm going to set up a system where you can book a slot where you can talk to me because I have an inbox and DMs full of people who are trying to talk to me about confidence, talk to me about how they live in their amputee life. And there's also people who are going through depression who are trying to figure out how am I so happy even though life has done these things to me. And you know what I'm saying? And I want to talk to you all, but there's only 24 hours in the day. So I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, provide this service now um, starting in April. So absolutely look out for that. You know, my whole purpose is to help heal. You know what I'm saying? And help everyone, you know, find their purpose and fulfill their lives. All right. So that is all that we have for today. We will be back. Oh, one, one more thing. One more thing. My TikTok, you guys, if you want to kind of experience Reiki um, on distance level, my TikTok is Celestial Reiki 33. And so I have many clippets of uh, 60 second mini Reiki sessions that I do. Um, and you can see kind of feel what Reiki is on my TikTok. Is that tiger's eye on your arm? Huh? Is that tiger's eye on your arm? Yes. It was yes. gifted to me by a beautiful soul. I got tiger's eye too. Yes. <laughs> oh, my little brother found me some tiger's eye beads too in my hair. Oh, okay. Everybody been trying to load me up with the protection. I appreciate it. Yes, tiger's eye. Gotta get that. I, I feel left out. My tiger's eye is on my altar. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 I got some on my altar all right well i love 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 y'all we appreciate you we're going to be back um next saturday rising and we're going to be talking to more probably going to get a little bit into the more hope we're going to do some more holistic stuff these are the things that we've come up with you know that's worked for us so now we're going to dip dabble and you know saying to the actual science of it so we're going to go and look up for some holiest holistic you know remedies and we're going to get into the reticular red medical you know what i'm saying um versions as well you need all the help we can get, you know what I'm saying? Whatever works for you is what works for you. We just want to make sure you have all the options available for you. So that's what we'll be doing next Saturday. Make sure you tap in. Make sure you share, share, share. Yeah. Share, 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 because we must make this healing go viral. All right. So love, love, love y'all. Enjoy the rest of y'all Saturday. Love y'all. And peace. Peace. <laughs>